A good Erev Shabbos, dear friends. We're in Parshas B'Shalach. We're going to continue discussing the, the loot the, that we received, the treasures the Colossal took out of Mitzrayim. And like we spoke last week, the treasures that are being taken out are not only physical treasures, um, but of course... The Torah uh, is alluding to greater concepts. The uh, treasures that we took out are much more valuable than simply the gold and the silver, um, but that the gold and the silver rather represent much bigger ideas that the Torah is interested in. So, the continuing in that theme, we mentioned last week already, quoting Rashi, in this week's parsha, the pasuk says that Moshe Rabbeinu caused the people to travel from the seashore after the Kriyas Yamsuf, after the Egyptians drowned. Um, Moshe Rabbeinu caused the people to journey from the seashore out to the desert, out to uh, towards uh, towards Har Sinai, towards the Kabbalah Satora. Okay, so. Rashi there in the spot comments quoting a Mechilta that Moshe Rabbeinu had to, so to speak, chase them off. He had to force them to journey um, because they were busy gathering all the treasures on the seashore that, uh, that the chariots and the horses, or the war horses of Paro, were decorated with. <coughs> And uh, the, that the Gdola Haisa Bezos Hayam Bezos Mitzrayim, that the wealth that we got from the seashore was greater than that that we got from Egypt itself, uh, from from the from last week's parsha when we when we borrowed and took all those silver vessels. And that's what the Pasuk in Shir Shirim says, Ture Zahav Nasa Lacha Im Nekudus HaKesef. That uh, Hashem is saying that He's going to make for the Jewish people Ture Zahav, rows of gold, with Nekudus HaKesef, with dots of silver. And so the the illusion is that the Nekudus Akesif is the Bezos Mitzrayim, that's what we took out of Mitzrayim, whereas the Bezos Hayam is the Ture Zahav, the, the Rose of Gold. Now, obviously, uh, Rose of Gold have two um, advantages over Nekudus Akesif, dots of silver. And that is number one, that one is a row and one is a dot, right? So there's a, uh, difference. And, uh, seemingly one would say it's a difference of just, um, you know, as far as um, amount of silver, amount of gold, that would just be a difference in camus. How much? How much difference is there? You know, um, but the truth is that I think that would be a mistake because Nekudus HaKesef 
doesn't necessarily speak to less silver than there is gold. Maybe I have uh, a million Nekudus HaKesef. Maybe I have a, a, a billion of them. right? Maybe, so theoretically, there could even be more Nekudus HaKesef than there would be two Rei Zahav. Yeah? Um, so, so it must be speaking to a deeper idea of the, the uh, a tour is a row, a one continuous line, as opposed to Nekudus HaKesef, which is broken. That's, that's one distinction. And the second distinction is, one is talking about gold, the Ture Zahav, as opposed to Nekudus HaKesef, gold and silver, which is certainly a distinction in Echus and not in Kamus, in quality and not in quantity. These are two different materials, two different things that we got from the Bezos Hayam, then the Bezos Mitzrayim, and um, the gold is more valuable than the silver. Now, just to um, understand, firstly, the gold, we are used to gold being a yellowish uh, color, and that's because, especially in America, uh, gold is sold usually as 14 karat gold. 14 karat gold means that it has a lot of other things mixed into it. Uh, 24 karat gold, that is pure gold. 14 karat gold means that only 14 out of the 24 parts are gold. The other 10 parts are some sort of an alloy that's there usually to make the gold stronger. Gold is a fairly soft substance. But if you look at... Um, let's say 18 karat gold, or otherwise known as rose gold, right? It's a much more red, reddish color. And of course, the, the, the purer you get, uh, the, the more reddish the color becomes. So gold is a orangey, reddish type of a color uh, that is alludes to Midas Hadin, strict judgment, uh, like a fire almost. As opposed to silver, which is uh, a white color, um, which is the mida of chesed. And like we spoke about last week uh, in Parsha's bow, that the bizas Mitzrayim, the wealth that we took out of Mitzrayim, is primarily referred to as, like over here we see in the Pasuk and Shir Shirim, as Nekudus HaKesef. It's represented by Kesef because... Uh, the Egyptians voluntarily gave over that wealth. It was the goodness that was being redeemed from Mitzrayim. Vayinatslu Mitzrayim. Klausel emptied out Mitzrayim, took all the goodness that there was to be taken from there, that which could be given voluntarily and happily. On the other hand, the uh, Bezos Hayam represents that which we took away from Mitzrayim through their downfall. So that's why that's represented by Ture Zahav, the rose of gold. Gold uh, is Midas Hadin, is Mitzrayim over here being judged by Hashem, being annihilated, their entire army being annihilated, drowned in the sea. Uh, and, and this represents the manifestation of 
hashgacha of, of, of the divine rulership in the world, not through humanity uh, voluntarily and from themselves accepting and recognizing Hashem as the ruler over the world, but rather, um, so to speak, Hashem having to assert that through strength uh, and through dominion, uh, which really culminated in the destruction of the of the of the Egyptian army, and uh, we know that that's it was, it's a, it's a sad thing. It was uh, much better if it could have been done through the process of Chesed that we spoke about last week, where the Egyptians voluntarily gave over the their wealth, meaning recognizing the the fact that Klaus are going to serve Hashem, and that that's a meaningful thing to do. Um, but like we said, that was only one. That was only one k- layer of klipa, one layer of uh, evil that could be converted to good, known as klipas noga. But the other three layers of evil are there's nothing to do with them but to destroy them, and through their destruction is how the kiddush Hashem happens, and that's what uh, that's what we're talking about over here. That's the bizus hayam. So gdola bizus hayam. Mibiyas Mitzrayim is three times as big. Uh, there's a lot more Ra that cannot be redeemed and must be destroyed than the, than the Ra that can be brought over to the good. So that's, that's one way in which Bezos Hayam was g- greater than the Bezos Mitzrayim. The other way is the difference between the Turim and the Nkudus. Uh, a Tur is a row, Nkuda is a dot. So the dots of silver versus the rows of gold um, is, is a fundamental distinction. So to, to understand this, first we have to understand that the revelation that Klausel had at the Yam was an unbelievable revelation. Uh, Chazal say that Ra Shivcha ala Yam, uh, a maidservant saw on the on the side of the river uh, of, of the sea. Uh, more than Yeheskel ben Buzi, than, than, than even the prophet Yeheskel, who saw the divine chariot with all the details in it. Shivcha uh, Alayam saw more than that because uh, it's, it's speaking to the tremendous revelation that Kalsal had there. Um, the ultimately uh, seeing that there is no evil, there is no other power except for Hashem. Anything that appears to stand in, in, in the way of Hashem parts, and we see that the entire Bria is run by none other than Hashem. Everything is in His hands, everything is in His power. The Egyptians have no power, even nature itself, even the Yam, the sea, the waters of the whole world have no power, they must part. Uh, that it was it was an unbelievable revelation of Yehudo Yisborach of the oneness of Hashem of the ultimate uh, and absolute power that Hashem has. Um, the Midrash actually says that that revelation was very much intertwined and one and the same really with the revelation that we were to have soon thereafter at Har Sinai. And that is specifically because the, the, the Midrash says that Moshe Rabbeinu was having difficulty getting the people to leave 
this revelation, this sight, and again, on a simple level would be to leave the treasures that are on the seashore, but on a deeper level is to leave the tremendous revelation of the oneness of Hashem in the world that was had at the, uh, at the Yam, Kalasal couldn't leave that. So Moshe Rabbeinu davened that Hashem should hide that revelation that, that they were having at the Yam, and rather show them the far away over there in the desert, there is that same revelation to be had, which obviously alluding to Harsinai, that same revelation. So, uh, in what way is it the same revelation? So, like we said, the revelation that Kalsal had at the Yam was Enod Milvado. Everything is Hashem. So, everything unifies and becomes one. We live in a disjointed world where there's good, but there's bad. There's parts where you see Hashem, and there's parts where you don't see Hashem. That's a world of Nikudus. It's a world of points, dots. Throughout my day, I have certain points that I connect to Avodos Hashem, I see Hashem, I relate to Hashem, and other parts of my day, it's hidden, it's not there. That's why it's Nekudus, it's just points and points of connecting to Hashem. But with the Ra destroyed, uh, burnt out from the world, with any other power that seems to stand in the way of the Ras Hashem, shown to not be the case, so then everything links up, everything unifies and the Giluim of Hashem are no longer Nukudos, they're no longer dots, they're no longer singular events, but rather they become Turei Zahav, they become rows of gold, they become one continuous reel, right? If you have, if you have a, a bunch of little pictures, so pictures are pictures, they, they tell a story to a certain extent, but, but if I get enough pictures where I can unify them all, where I can... I can run it as a reel, I can watch it as a movie, then it becomes, uh, it becomes, so to speak, uh, real. Right? So too over here, the Nekudos HaKesef will link up, they merge up together, those Nekudos becoming Turim, becoming rows. And, um, and that's, the, that's the difference between mitzvahs and, and, and the Torah. Mitzvahs are singular events. I do a mitzvah here. When I do the mitzvah, I relate to Hashem. When that's over, I go on. I'm not with Hashem at that moment necessarily. I then I do another mitzvah. I reconnect again. Whereas the Torah is that you're always connected to Hashem. The Torah is that a person is always in a state of of connection because you see that everything in the world. Once you're learning the Torah, you understand that everything in the world is a manifestation of the will of Hashem. That Hashem is behind everything. That everything runs according to His Ratzin. That's, and that's the, that's the Turei Zohav that the Kalasal saw at the Yam. And perhaps it's, uh, there's even an allusion in the word Turei Zohav, to Tur, uh, an allusion to the word Torah. That the Torah uh, is these Turim, these rows of gold that we saw, so it was a similar revelation, which is why Moshe Rabbeinu Davan, that Hashem should take away that revelation and show them they can have that same revelation out there in the Midbar, which is through the Torah. Now, of course, the revelation of the Torah is the way that it's, we're, so to speak, meant to get it. Um, the, the Torah is a process that we can relate to and see the wisdom behind how it all works. At the Yam, they saw it. It was awesome. It was unfathomable. 
In fact, it was a world that really they couldn't connect to. A world where there is no Ra, a world where there is no other power except for Hashem. How can Kalashal relate to such a world? Bishlema, a person could relate to such a world in Olam Haba. Uh, it's a, but, but here in this, in, in Olam Hazeh, how can a person relate? It, it, in fact, having such a manifestation, such a revelation, I should say, is is dangerous. Uh, we know that the Gemara in Brachas, Darshan's the Pasuk, Di Zahav, uh, Pasuk in Dvorim, the very beginning, first Pasuk in, in, in Sefer Dvorim. So Di Zahav, the Dai Zahav, they had too much gold. They had too much gold, and from that too much gold, Klausel made the Chet Eichel. Uh, and uh, so specifically the gold, which now through the Pasuk in Shir Shirim has been associated for us by Rashi with the Bezos Hayam, not the Bezos Mitzrayim. The Bezos Hayam was a revelation that was too powerful for Klausel to handle. It was a revelation from a different world, living in a world where there is no Ra, there is no other power except for Hashem, having seen that and searching for it, yearning to be in that state, and yet not being fit for it, ultimately led Klausel to wanting to have such a revealed, such a direct connection with Hashem that led them to idol worship of the Cheta Eagle. That's what the that's what the Gemara and Brachas is alluding to. That the that Gilui, that tremendous revelation of the Ture Zahav is what led us to make the Eagle Hazahav, because we had Dai Zahav, too much of the Zahav, too much of this revelation of the Bezus Hayam. And perhaps that's what Moshe Rabbeinu saw. And so he was trying to chase us away from there and get us away from there and get us to go to Har Sinai to receive it properly, to receive it through the Torah. And uh, then maybe we could go back and we could we could see all those tremendous giluim. And to a certain extent, we see here an unbelievable concept that of course we want to live in a world where Enod Malvado, of course we want to live in a world where we see the direct revelation of godliness in our lives. But Moshe Rabbeinu is teaching us that the only way you can see that is through the Torah. Chase them away from here. Tell them, show them, Hidavan to Hashem, that this same revelation they're seeing here at the seashore, the most wondrous, most spiritual experience anyone has ever had, even a shivcha, even a maidservant, the least spiritual person in the entire Israel, had a more spiritual revelation there than the greatest prophet, Yechezko ben Buzi, and, and, and yet, Moshe Rabbeinu understands that we have to leave there. It's a dangerous state to be in. You can't be on this high if you, without having gotten the Torah. A person has to go to Harsinai, understanding I'm going out to the Midbar, but I'm going out in search for this very spiritual revelation, but it's going to be done through a different way. It's going to be done through the Kabbalah Torah. And after the Kabbalah Torah, then a person can truly see the unity of, of Hashem in the world of the divine of the Enod Milvado but see it in a way that we can relate to it and that instead of causing Klaus to sin with the Chet Eagle, instead it'll be a uh, the, the ladder that we use to connect to Hashem to see the the Yad Hashem in our lives there's Hashem uh, to come back and pick up all that Bezos Hayam that uh, really was, uh, according to the Vilna Gon, 
the the tremendous rechush, the tremendous wealth that we were promised by Hashem, the Avram Avinu was promised to Hashem, by Hashem, that your children will leave with the rechush gadol, that was really alluding to the Bezos Hayam, right? But the, but the problem is we never got it because it was too much, it was overwhelming, it was too powerful, and it's something that still we need to get and tap into and Bezos Hashem see very soon in our own lives, post after we're macabre the Torah and become uh, engrossed in Torah, living with Torah, and uh, then through that we'll have the Giluim of the Bizus Hayam. Good Shabbos.